0: Welcome to Life Bearings, where three Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards.
1: And I'm Brittany Lysing. And I'm Lena Newman. And, <laughs> and
0: this is, is Life Life. Pairings. pairings i didn't even we do just it Lena on here yeah because life is hard listening. so pair it with alcohol why not is that your one okay i like that No yeah, uh, fucking why not why not yeah. yes it's ladies night and i'm coming up and I will survive on the love train, as today's life pairing is disco with slow screw. Ooh,
1: Ooh We discuss <laughs> phonographs, ph- orgasms, and insane baseball managers. Mm. Mm. So many things, so many angles. What the fuck oh is
2: going goodness. on? Yeah,
0: what the hell is happening? So I picked this episode this week because a wa- long time ago while i was doing a cross provincial tour of my own world i listened to a podcast by you're wrong about which is a great podcast if you haven't listened to and they were talking about the disco demolition night and i did not realize how crazy and like influential and how many things disco hit i just thought it was like a weird thing that like white man did in weird suits, like. Yeah, I gotta be spotters.
1: honest with you. Like, I don't think I realized <laughs> village the, people. yeah, the village people, the BGs, the you know, like I don't think I realized the, and, and that's hilarious that that we're picking white groups because um it was a predominantly yeah. uh black uh started thing and yeah then we we are like we're stealing it now we're taking it away No, fuck like it's so crazy exactly. like exactly it's wild it's uh yeah. i was blown away by this category like when you picked it i was like because you were like are you sure are you okay to do this and i was like yeah i don't know what i'm gonna find and then <laughs> oh no i can't stop finding i know
0: there's it's, so many things to talk about. We're going to do it a little differently this week. We're going to do history, and then we're going to do psychology, and then Lena's going to do... I think you're talking about a... Um,
2: oh, a documentary.
0: Documentary. Or yeah. Yeah. Donna Summers, or
2: whatever I'm going to do.
0: <laughs>
2: she figure it out. It'll be a surprise.
0: Yay! Yeah, because it hits so many, so many different things, like the way that we currently listen to music, um we were on the way home last night uh, Cypress Hill came on yeah. and Andy started looking at like I was like oh who's in Cypress Hill like I know there's somebody kind of that has something else and Andy looked it up and mm-hmm. is it Mix Master Mike
1: um, you know, um you know, about this,
0: that worked with Beastie Boys and he's like this crazy DJ that can like in one song he just uses one record to create an entire like background track wow yeah, and so, anyways, we'll get into that, but, like, this is the legacy of disco, which is crazy, because I would have thought the 60s, you know, like, the Beatles, Elvis, all that stuff that came before would have had so much more, much larger of an impact on our current music.
2: Right. Okay. And I, you know who I it know. probably was? It's
0: DJ Muggs. Uh, oh, maybe. So, Mixmaster Mike
2: was from 2008. He's a touring DJ. Right. So I think DJ Muggs was the one that was like probably doing all that sweet shit.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Uh
1: Mix Mixmaster Mike's Michael Schwartz was uh as uh, an American turntablist best known for his work with the Beastie Boys. Mhm. Um
0: let's see Life. which that whole genre there? Like that's is Beastie Boys like early 90s? Yep. 90s? Yeah, like late 80s. Like 90 Like, yeah, late 80s, like,
1: 1995 would have been one of their, like, bigger...
2: And I kind of always
0: thought of them as, like, punk, I guess, but not really. It's not punk, it's, like... Well, it's kind of... It's hip-hop. Kind of grunge and hip-hop, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, it's almost
1: grunge and hip-hop. It's like, uh, yeah, the Beastie Boys were kind of their own weird little thing, weren't they?
0: Yeah. But Cypress Hill is a little bit, too, like I was listening to that, They're more hip-hop, but they have, like, elements of Beastie Boys in there, and, like... Uh, yeah, that I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so this is how it got started. <laughs> this is that's that's how like this is ending because now like every single time I listen to music, I am like, how does this tie back to disco? Uh, <laughs> shall I tell you the history then, so we can then? I think once we get the history over, then we can kind of discuss a little bit more. Yeah, about we can kind of figure out, out what's going yeah. on. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? Yeah. Okay, first off, because it's tradition in the internet. Nazis, uh, the yeah. connection here is that in Paris during occupation in Paris, uh, during occupation in World War II, sorry, uh, dance halls were banned from playing live music. So records were played instead. So this discotheque means library of phonograph records. Okay. In so that's nice. Uh, okay, so moving back to the other side of the world. Uh, There are many origins, like they really don't know where, like there's no pinpointed spot where disco started, but you can kind of look at Philadelphia's late 60s, 70s R&B, which featured a lot of um, African American, obviously. And what what happened then that I think really kind of kicked all this off was the race riots and homophobia in the 60s. Right. Uh, This being a decade after Stonewall, uh, which was the, which I think we mentioned in another episode. I can't remember. It led to nightlife spaces not being safe for people of color and for um, any of the gay communities. In especially, this is in New York City. Okay. So, and only in 1971 did New York lift a ban on male and male uh, dancing oh really 1971 yeah. wow wow yeah. which i didn't even know there was a ban on that
1: yeah like like and also no, what I would constitute either. like like you what if what if, regardless of anything what if you and your buddy are all just
0: dancing you're like nah, can't do it well this is the thing that wasn't a thing back then so i had trouble kind of trying to figure out this because there's like three different aspects to this there's like the clubs and the dancing and then there's the music so the thing was is like before this like in the 60s and pretty much before like before that you had partner dances right like you didn't go to a like maybe you were dancing with like to the beatles but you weren't like going to a club and dancing to the beatles you know what i mean right if okay, you were going right. out you were gonna do the foxtrot with your partner oh i or, see what yes. you're saying? your
2: heterosexual partner yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: but also, I, I see what you're saying by that Because it's just like oh no one's going out And like grooving Everyone's we're doing the jive Or the box yeah. trot Or like it was a partnered couple dance It wasn't in the like lexicon To go out and swing it With the, your friends
2: Right exactly. a dirty dance
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: oh yeah, dirty <laughs> yeah I mean I think that was said in the 60s But that was still partner dancing Kind of Right but it w- I guess that was a little bit more like freestyle or whatever you want to call oh, it. Okay. So anyway, so what ended up happening was a lot of African-Americans and Latinos and gays started making their own private dance parties. A lot of the times they were in a house. In uh, fight some- me. I know. Uh, sometimes <laughs> they would go into parks and they would wire into the local lights and speakers and like have like a big party that way. Then, then disco text started. So this is like Studio Fifty Four, Paradise Garage. This is a lot, and mostly this is focused in New York City. Um, and so these were places for this these more marginalized communities. The other thing, live music is super expensive as a venue to put on. If you're gonna do like a night of music, like. Yeah eight hours of music that involves multiple bands lots of breaks right you can't just have like a band one band playing for eight hours
1: yeah right yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah.
0: much cheaper to just have like one dj which was not a thing before uh come and just play record all night right yeah so this then started to normalize dancing on your own rather than with a specific partner or within a specific dance, like a choreographed dance. And the other problem that was kind of happening was there was a lack of dance music. You know, you could do like the twist or I'm trying to yeah. think of other, like.
1: Shake it up, baby. Yeah, you could like. You yeah. Could, like do yeah. That kind <laughs> of twist. Music. The twist. The twist, yeah. yeah. But if you look back at what those dances
0: are want like, mm. a
1: bunch of fucking nerds
0: <laughs> you know but a lot of them are also stolen from <laughs> other people's cultures yeah it was just well, like white people then took again
1: that's why I'm saying nerds uh, yeah <laughs> <'cause> everyone, <laughs>
2: nerds white
1: everyone, people yeah everyone was in uh like pigtails and uh like yeah little- cardigan sweaters and like yeah and everyone and it was all very classy no we're really gonna
0: bland out this fucking dance yes yeah (laughs) i mean like another great example of um a dance movie is greece with john travolta because we're going to talk about john travolta first later
2: right
0: yes right and like is that considered um disco no 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 that's sorry that would be like the before disco i see like, that's this, this I think they have, like, sock hop, that kind of thing. That was in the 50s, so, or that was set in the 50s. was
2: set in the 50s, yeah, for sure.
0: So, what, what people would do, these DJs would, they would start to take records, and they would start to cut in different music. So, they'd take, like, one bit from here, and one bit from there. I mean, this sounds like, we're like, yeah, I, I know how fucking DJs work, but before, this was not a thing. Right. And it's crazy to think that's where this came from. That's where this started.
1: Was the disco era.
0: Was the disco era. And so, and it was very, like, it was seen as very poppy kind of music almost in a way. Even though they didn't have pop music, maybe. I think it wasn't a thing. But I think it was kind of seen as like a, a... being forged as from like the disillusionment of like the sixties with the Vietnam war and the riots and all the political shit that went on. And it was just seen as like apolitical, just music to dance to. Right. I mean, it's very happy music. If you listen to it, it's, you know, it's for dancing. It's not for sitting down and contemplating your own existence. No. and and <laughs> <laughs> um it's just funny because it comes from such a um marginalized society and it does become very political the other thing that it helped with was obviously sound systems were really shit and i guess mostly were in mono so clubs started investing in better sound systems so the reason that we have really good sound systems now is from this
2: Ah, god bless you disco yeah (laughs) see one good thing has come from disco
0: i'm just got what? Many. many i'm just
2: kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm gonna uh, well i'm gonna te- teach you that's no, not no cut that yeah, you're gonna
2: enlighten us yeah. with yes Enlighten. <laughs>
1: enlighten's a nice yeah. word that doesn't sound like i sit down i'm gonna tell I you something. i'm yeah, gonna fool your you, mouth
0: basically it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so this kind of started uh so, Club Sanctuary is another really famous place where it was like kids from the East Village and it was from all cultural backgrounds. And a lot of the times they were private clubs, so you had to be invite only. This was protection against uh, cops getting involved or like for to protect from homophobia or racism and that kind of thing. Um, Damn one clubs. of the things, I know, one of the things that then is birthed from this is Studio 54. Which is all about exclusivity, except for it was exclusivity for, like, probably mostly rich white people, I believe. And pretty, Club, like... Club 54? Studio 54. Oh, sorry,
1: Studio 54? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Club 54, like... Um... That, that was a comedy. That was a... Comedy show. Oh, I thought it
0: was, like, a plus... 14 year olds dance party in Calgary, but uh, yeah, was it a 54- strip club
2: by our high school? Anyways, we'll never agree on what it what it
0: was. <laughs> oh yeah. the other one, All the King other White. one, Studio Fifty Four. Yes, but I I think there was a movie where Mike Myers was the owner of. Studio 54 back in the 90s or something. Yo, but Studio 54
1: was was typically known to be some of the hottest it, like alt culture was was like banging mm-hmm. at club 54 Studio 54 yeah. in that era would have been like it was a haven for for um gay and 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 stuff. Like it was the
0: best yeah. thing ever.
1: Was it not? But it was Am also very
0: like I think I think you're right, but I think it was also much more like celebrity based too like that's where it was
1: super celebrity based, but I don't know yeah. it was it was it was notoriously the coolest people in town, and it was New York cool, so it was
0: like exactly yeah, it wasn't so that's kind of oh sorry,
1: no, it just was, i I don't think it was like up and coming it wasn't up and coming white folks it was like a haven no family. no no,
0: okay, sorry, yeah, I meant more that then it ended up being about more ex- exclusivity for probably was probably largely more white folks just because it's celebrity based oh okay rather yeah, than it being okay. like an embracing of the marginalized communities i don't know i would call hollywood celebrities marginalized communities i don't know maybe <laughs> they have i don't think so
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no but it wasn't around back then but uh, i'm sure there was another one that was being but there's
1: great stuff about like if you ever watch like documentaries on studio 54 mm. they're like it was a different world in there like where there was so much homophobia and and awfulness to a lot of people outside of that club inside it was like hey this is our town baby so if you want to party here and be fucking cool you better be hip like yeah. that's what it became like so it was obviously a lot of the the coolest celebrities were being invited but it was they were being invited to an already cool place yeah i yeah. i thought like correct me if i'm wrong but I, I oh no i think that i think that's 100
0: percent okay. correct i just mean that it's weird that it came out of something that was for more marginalized cultural groups
1: yeah like that was it came up man it was like hey man yeah. if you want to be cool fucking lo- lose lose to- your lindy hop friends <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but that's very much like kind of what disco balls into. Um, the other thing is the disco ball. It was actually invented in the 1800s. Um, it was and it was a big thing in the 1920s, and then it kind of fell out of favor. And then one of the big figures in this world is uh David Mancuso, who had I think he, I don't know if it was his apartment, but he turned it to something into the loft which I'm pretty sure was just his, his apartment, but that was like a big place to party, and he just shone a light on the ball, and then everybody fucking went mental and got disco balls.
1: I would oh, have to that cool. to also <laughs> drugs. Probably,
0: yeah. Uh, they kinda, I read something that was like the 60s were all about LSD, and the 70s were all about cocaine. So I feel like that goes well with the cocaine, the disco yeah. ball. The lights going everywhere, and around. LSD,
1: and LSD, and LSD I'd, I'd, probably. I'd pump I mean,
0: that more if I the was, LSD factory. I
2: mean, if I was on, I don't I'm
0: not staring at a but ball I mean, all night. No, but no. you're dancing, right? You've got to be dancing, so you can't be doing LSD because you'd be. Oh too no, LSD! Lost I'd be dancing. The... And cocaine! I'd be starting business
1: ideas based on lights. <laughs> <laughs> For
2: me would be I mean,
0: <laughs>
1: owning like, a business?
2: Yeah. I'd yeah. be wandering around.
1: cocaine would be like outside making business deals based on disco lights lsd would be (laughs) inside like having an existential crisis like is this light where does it travel from what's travel
2: (laughs) if anyone is who's listening has um done lsd please let us know
0: Yeah. Let us what know do what you it's think, like. What do you think of disco balls? Did they, what's? What? How does that factor into your LSD experience? Yeah,
2: like if you see one, do you have weird flashbacks? Does it make you trip yeah. out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it starts to get popular and the record industry obviously notices that something's going on because there's a song called Soul Macasa by Cameroonian artist Mano de Bango, I think is how you say his last name. Um, and these this this record was being bought in the thousands. It wasn't on the radio. Oh. And then it oh, ended okay. up charting in the U.S. billboard. And like, which what is crazy f- is if on? it's
2: not on the radio because that's the only way exactly. anyone would have heard something, right?
0: Exactly. And they're like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, people have heard this at the clubs being mixed into things. And actually, it's still kind of around because um, there's a part in it, which I can't sing because we get in trouble. Um, which then ends up in Michael Jackson's. Oh, what's the good. name of the album? The song is called um, Soul, like so S O U L. Yeah. And then Mikasa, so M A K O S S A.
2: What was the Michael
0: Jackson song? Uh, Wanna Be Starting Something. Oh,
2: you want to oh. stop?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're allowed to play eight then... seconds of it if you want. I think it's like three seconds of it. Oh, is that okay? And then it ends up showing up in Rihanna's "Don't Stop the Music." So,
2: please don't stop the music.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. that one. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I can still can't. I can't
2: hear the connection right now, but I will look at. I, I definitely
0: can, it. and I can play you like
1: three seconds of it, and we will sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's that yeah. Oh, okay, like Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah.
2: legendary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's
0: that's came from this guy, this Cameroonian guy. So I wonder uh, how everyone
2: like heard about Well, I mean, obviously it was in the club, but I wonder how yeah. it, So it was just like word of mouth.
0: Yeah. Wow. And that I was think- like the internet back then.
2: I know well, that's pretty
0: crazy. <laughs> One thousand, yeah. like, and the the other thing that happened too that evolved from this was uh, songs were longer. Because if you look at old songs like Elvis or whatever, some of them were like two minutes, maybe four minutes tops. That's very rare,
2: right? Yeah.
0: So these songs started because you didn't want when you're dancing, you don't want a two minute song no they were getting the tracks were getting longer they were like more like six minutes and then obviously more mainstream artists yes (laughs) so more mainstream artists started incorporating disco stuff into them like okay rod stewart i don't know and queen definitely queen definitely Definitely queen yeah and then
2: like incorporated disco or they were disco
0: no i think they incorporated disco Right, I think they right. were like their own genre. Of- of
2: yeah, they really. <laughs> no one really knows where to place Queen. <laughs> yeah, they're no, like they're like is this rock,
0: a- but it's is this a rock opera? <laughs> yeah, it's rock opera. I guess there you go. Kind of is, yeah.
2: Um,
0: and then, uh, then what happens? So this is like seventy four to seventy seven. It starts to become really popular. In nineteen seventy five to 1977, 12,000 discos started opening across the U S. And then Saturday Night Fever. How many Night in Fever. Mexico? Well, I didn't check that one. <laughs> the tech. They're still there. They are still there. Yes, they uh, are. And then the behemoth Saturday Night Fever opened yep. in 1977. Have you guys seen this film?
2: Yes, I have. Yep. I have. I a long have. Time not. Ago. Apparently, I haven't seen darker. anything to do with disco.
0: Well, I don't oh, know listen. how many films there were. There's like this in Boogie Nights. Is Boogie Nights disco? Yeah, yeah didn't I see will. either one.
1: Saturday <laughs> <laughs> Night Fever was just such a uh, behemoth of its time. Like it was such a, uh, it's like an iconic movie, and it's and it's John Travolta's mm-hmm. really big like entrance into yeah the world. Like he, this was his like number one crowning achievement.
0: One hundred percent.
1: Yeah, you really
2: lucked out with that movie, and then doing Grease.
0: I think Grease was in the eighties. Is that right or late Uh, seventies? Let me double
2: check. When was Saturday Night Fever?
0: Seventy seven. And then
2: okay, Okay. I feel like Grease was after that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Nineteen seventy eight. Oh, so like right there, you go. Right Right after. after. (laughs) Uh, So actually, Saturday Night Fever is based on a New Yorker story, except for. It's based on a fake New Yorker story. A British <laughs> journalist was hired to, to go look into this club called The Odyssey, which is featured in the film and in the article. But while he was trying to get in, he saw a fight and got vomited on. And so he just turned around and went back to Manhattan and was like, I can't deal with this. And so he just made <laughs> up a story. So, like, I think it's kind of that, that interesting thing of like, it's still like the elite are not going to be, this is not the place for the elite. No, I'm just I like making it. that assumption on a, him being a British uh, journalist what? working for the New Yorker, but that's—I feel like that's—I
1: also—I love it. Not you know really? what? I love it a little mm. dirty. Always have, always will. <laughs> you're gonna catch me. You're gonna catch me at the bottom of the barrel with the slime buckets. That's where the fun is happening. You I dirty know. whore! I Much love the bottom there. of a pint at a filthy bar. I. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You do yeah. not have Bar toilet too. paper.
0: Yeah, if you don't have toilet paper on your feet and condoms stuck to your pants, <sighs> what are you doing with your life? Find new friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing was with this, <laughs> yeah, find with friends this,
2: that will take you to to a Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing with Saturday Night Fever, and maybe also because it was fucking based on a fake story, was the the film very much was a very like white people. And they made it very, very clear that John Travolta's character was not gay.
1: Yeah, that's so funny because oh, okay. it's just like, hey, guess what, John John? <laughs> <laughs> don't steal from another man's culture and exactly. then fire on a white suit and pretend you're a, a heterosexual man. We yeah. don't and like so that." But think, I think about how, um,
2: how it would have been perceived then. Like, well, it him... would be
0: popular. That was that was fine. Oh yeah, If he had been gay and it was a color of, a person of color, then it may have not done as well.
1: It may not have been
0: made. Would yeah, be that, my guess. That also. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's this very strange that it took but this is the thing it's like like we were raised in the like 90s. So mm-hmm. this is my that that image of him doing the thing and the BG's, like that is my image of disco.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's 100% mm -hmm. wrong. It's 100% wrong, which is like what comes back to the start of the podcast when we're like, oh, what do you think of Disco? And I was like, "BGS," and you guys were like, whatever. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but you don't, we didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't really a big part of my growing up. I know Lena has mentioned it certainly wasn't hers, because like, I, my parents kind of, we, they were more, they were more the Beatles and the this and they, they were more rock and and yeah. then we're we're greasy uh cow folks so we
0: listen to country music <laughs> <laughs> yeah like my mom is a big beatles fan so i grew up in beatles my dad is a big rock music like fan that nah, nothing in disco i don't think i ever saw an album no you don't know so no, I, I, talked I definitely to my mom, did not.
1: and this yeah. would have been right up her alley cuz she was always dancing she was always and she always right. talks about her white go-go boots that she went to the bar <laughs> with and she was just Ooh. ripping it in there but uh, that yeah. and I can remember my aunt always saying like oh you kids going to the disco and I was like they don't call it that yeah. anymore. <laughs> oh.
0: Like yeah. only
2: in Mexico at the it's all inclusive resorts yeah. it's called mm-hmm. the disco. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so maybe all of our parents have, like, a secret disco time that they just don't tell us about. Or disco didn't make it to Canada because we famously, back in the day, used to be, like, a decade behind on anything. <laughs> we kind of are. <laughs> That's true. Not we, My we parents get, did like... not
2: grow up here, though, so maybe they might be on top of it. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Could be. Yeah, uh, so anyways.
2: Mean. Probably not.
0: After the film, a lot of radios switched to just being disco only. A lot more discos open. Obviously, then this leads to the oversaturation, and I think Brittany, you're going to talk about the end.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: that's kind of what I was going to dive into, but yeah. So, um, but it still lives on in dance music and other pop artists. You know, like Daft Punk is yes. a huge one. You know, we were talking about like Beastie Boys. I would say that is because it's the DJ. Anything that has a DJ in it. Um, yeah, yeah, and also like you know hip hop. This was all from. A lot of, um, you know, African American people and Latinos. So, like, that's where a lot of this, yeah, it's like evolved. It didn't go away. We just. Yeah, it evolved into the. It's essentially dance music. Well,
1: like, what about, you know, like techno, Mm -hmm. uh, drum and bass? uh, Yeah. All this stuff that you would like is is essentially being music being um, anything that's like in rap songs where you're sampling. Like, anything in. Anytime you're sampling something, like now that I know this about disco, this is essentially mm. was created by disco.
2: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: um, I know that uh, laying tracks over themselves was uh, one of the first bands to do that, would have been the, the Beach Boys. Um <laughs> it would have been though i, I would look
0: how for... did you how did you get the beach boys in here because that's i was your, thinking about because i was thinking about it when Andrew. you
1: were <laughs> yeah because i was thinking about it when you were talking about how you were like oh the for like some of the first people to cut in tracks and i was like
0: Ooh, right why that was well i mean like in a live audience kind of thing
1: yeah um but that that layering technique and and the like the building of tracks and stuff like that that mm-hmm. was one of the first bands to do that was the beach boys
0: um but Insane. I think we have drink, because Brittany said uh, Beach Boys. Everyone, yeah. <laughs>
1: what was our... Uh, we Everyone gotta up up a with, drink. we mm. got to come up with one for Lena, because I have the Beach Boys, you have Queen Vic, so yeah. wh- whatever Lena, like, accidentally oh, yeah. mentions
0: for the 90th time or something. X-Files, she's mentioned it a couple times. Okay, it might be X-Files. <laughs> X-Files. <Yeah. laughs> A mold of uh, There
1: was
2: an episode where <laughs> <laughs> that's like
0: when remember Mulder's the um, Carla
2: the um where Cher showed up. The postmortem. I was thinking Prometheus? that, but it
0: was that disco postmortem. Yeah, that's a good um, no. Cher I mean, Cher.
2: I don't know. You tell Cher? me. I don't know anything yeah, about
0: it. I mean, I it was the seventies. Like, she was maybe like, was she the seventies? Was that when Cher kind of came out, or was that the sixties? Well oh, I, I think, mind. well
2: Sunny and Cher would have been in the 60s But when Cher was just doing okay. her own shit It was probably 70s
0: Yeah I actually I mean, like, don't some know of I'm 90s, just Some of her 90s, like naughties kind of stuff is Is definitely I think would Be disco has disco elements in it Oh I would she's agree. so
2: disco From what I understand yeah. disco is <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay so I Do you want to get into psychology?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: It's crazy. Here's the thing,
1: I kind of looked into, uh, and I listened to the dollops uh, uh, coverage oh. of the end of disco, nice. which was called a uh, disco demolition night. Um, I'll I'll start right. you off there by saying that's kind of the a lot of my uh, source uh, is based on that. Here's the thing with <laughs> all of this, and we've discussed this already, and and talking about the history and all this, uh. All of this, disco was born out of marginalized communities being alienated, then rising up and starting their own things, their own places, and, and, and art being born from that. Mm-hmm. So it created this, like you said, it created this space. It created this new wave of music, this new style of music, and then a new culture that surrounded it. So the psychology around all of that is is gonna be uh, the worst because it's mostly Rice. people then trying to stop that uprising or trying to uh, bury it or uh, or gentrify it or steal yeah. essentially just steal it. Um, yeah. So they're basically like 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 you said like Saturday Night Fevers. Uh, John Travolta's like, hey, what if we did this? All this stuff. So when disco took over kind of like you said like it started there started being all uh rad- radios that just played disco there was, which would
0: be a lot that's like i love disco i listened to it the other day while i was doing research i don't think i could do like more than a full day of disco music uh no, but, my... it's... no. <laughs> but it's, it's very like... happy but it's oh that's a lot
1: I, don't, I also don't know if I could just, like, turn on the radio for eight hours on any station. Because mm. most stations mm-hmm. are a particular genre of music. So, what I think, uh, what I know happened was that there was a lot of um, uh, radio stations where this did happen. Where they would have been, like, rock or whatever the case may have been. And then they were taken over <laughs> by disco. And then the DJs right. were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, this brings us to uh, an insane person, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was at the time uh, the a radio DJ. What it was was there was a uh, a anti disco camp- campaigner named Steve Dahl, and Steve Dahl was uh, worked at a radio station called W L U um, P ninety seven point seven, and that was in uh chicago so he the station got taken over by disco and then he was anti disco
0: man so or he was just anti losing his job i guess he was anti losing his
1: job but he was probably behind the uh behind the you know uh Times you know, and he just got teased oh, yeah. out, and then yeah. he didn't have a job. So then he was pissed off, and he hated disco. He essentially blamed his job loss on yeah. disco. <laughs> he was just like, "Hey, this is disco's fault. This is I'm coming up's fault." Um, yeah. So he he had a an in with the uh, the Chicago White Sox at the time, and right they also had an insane manager. By the name of Mike Veek, who was a well Vec. Sorry, it's V E E K E, and then it's pronounced Vec. But come on, right? Um, Veek. It looks like Veek. It looks like Veek. uh, Who was also an absolute psychopath. So, so there was these two psychopaths essentially, Steve Dahl and and Vec, and uh, they had some weird. Vec was a baseball manager that had roots of just being insane. He had all these like insane tactics of like bringing people to the field by being like, "Oh, we're gonna stick a dumpster in the middle and dump spaghetti in it for ninety nine cents. Everyone can eat out of the dumpster." like they were like it was just like it was so crazy like this guy had wild ideas and they were always like people would people would be drawn to the field but baseball hated him because he was a nightmare right and he was hard to just like even be around and then uh so he was
0: less maybe about the baseball more about that yeah he was money. just like
1: let's see the hilarious ideas let's see what happens right. <laughs> he uh <laughs> he he had been fired from the last team he was a part of. He moved to the uh, Chicago White Sox. He got hired by the Chicago White Sox, and uh, on his first day, it was said that he set up a table in the like the middle of the field and just was letting people watch him trade players. <laughs> like he was what? like, yeah, he was doing like. <laughs> Although that's before his time. That's a thing now we do. He was just like, yeah, he was like, oh, all like the behind the scenes stuff he was doing in front of everyone for them to watch. Wow. So wow. him, Vec, and and Dahl got paired up together. So keep in mind, Dahl's like this guy who just gets like fired from his radio station. It got turned to a disco station. He's so mad at disco now. Then right. we pair him up with an absolute lunatic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want you to keep that in mind. So there's these okay. two people. In the same time frame, we're dealing with people who are uh, probably pretty racist. They don't like to see uh, a music that's uh, they don't feel connected to or whatever the case may be uh, charting. And like you mentioned, like because record-
0: This is, sorry to interrupt you, but this yeah. is literally like what just happened at the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: Like people are like, I have an opinion about this. You're like, oh, crazy thing is no one wants to hear it.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. They were like like Snoop Dogg and uh, who else was there? Dr. Dre and yeah. um I mean, Kendrick Lamar. We had a white guy. Kendrick Lamar. We had, a, we had uh Eminem. Eminem was there. There was a white guy there. Don't be upset. We're yeah, upset because chill the fuck out. Also, was the Yeah, and actually be upset ever. if you want, you fucking losers. Just, just yeah. Be quiet just, about it. We don't need to hear about it. Cry about it on who a Who was saying corner. all that about the Super Bowl? Just like white people. Like a lot of white old people. Oh yeah, like but right. this is like they're like it's hip hop music. It's not like good. They complain music. about what are you What are you though. talking about? It's like oh yeah. They, also, unless it's it was like, like country, it's not like, like Brooks country. and Dunn
2: fucking performing every year. Like even if it's not like <laughs> yeah, they would have been fine with if that. Even if it's not Dr. Dre, it's been like you know Justin Timberlake,
0: J Lo. Was I think last year? Yeah, like yeah. these people need yeah. to get a life. I know.
1: Losers of the century. So th- these are the kind of people <laughs> Sorry, we're dealing with. Yeah, no, that's what we're dealing with here, though. That's exactly what we're dealing with. This is just, like, people being like, well, I don't like it either. So what happened was there started getting this weird thing where people started going, like, telling everybody how awful disco was. And it started right. to become this notion among, like, like, oh, God, you like disco? I hate disco. Oh, disco is the worst kind of music. And it just started to be this weird trend to say you hated disco. When so just do, like,
0: it just? Do they think it was like coded language a little bit? Like,
1: well, I, looking back, I'm I'm certain it would be. I, I don't even know if they were aware that that was the case, but it was like right at the time they were like, "Oh, disco, whatever." So it, yeah, just timelines lined up in a the most awful way, uh, and which led to a night called Disco Demolition Night that happened. Right. Uh, in uh, Chicago uh, when Steve Dahl teamed up with uh, VAC and they came up with Disco Demolition Night. And the idea was that everybody bring their disco records and then they throw them and smash them onto the field.
0: So like a new kind of book burning. (laughs) Right. Essentially.
1: (laughs) They were just like, hey, won't this be funny? Uh, right. So despite most of mainstream America finding itself. Uh, so here's the thing, too, like most of like there was just this weird like outlying talk of like much like how 10 percent of the uh, truckers are talking about how they're not free and 90 percent are driving freely <laughs> down the streets and very angry at that 10 yeah. percent. That was most of mainstream America was kind of in the midst of a disco obsession.
0: like they're not gonna change radio stations over to disco because like four people like it
1: yeah so people were obsessed but then there started being these like little natterings of like oh like uh disco is dead and it's like well it's not dead it's like in the height of it's like up and coming (laughs) yeah so disco demolition night happened on the night uh, july 12 1979 at the chicago white Sox baseball field causing the second ever forfeit in mlb history and uh the decided oh, death of oh, the wow. decided death of disco so, like, right. you can look a little bit more into this, and I really encourage you to go listen to that Dollop episode. That's, like, yeah. go listen to it. Or them. you're wrong
0: about does the same one. I haven't listened to the Dollop one. I'll have to listen to the Dollop It's,
1: one. like, so, there's so many things that lead up to it, and I try to cover as many as I could. But, um, so, the lead up to it was just, like, I mean, it was all these insane things that took place. These two insane people had to be in contact with each other who were, like, not connected to music, really, in any way. One was a baseball manager. One was a guy who worked at a radio station, so sort of connected to music, but not really. He wasn't a musician. He wasn't. Pro- he wasn't a producer. He wasn't a, like he was like a loser. He and then he became a promoter, and then was like, "I got an idea. How about we kill disco?" Yeah. But somehow it took off, and it, mm-hmm. it was like it was just like the decided, like it was just like. Oh yeah, disco's dead now, and because it was so publicized, people just like it was like a whirlwind.
0: Well, and if you it was it right, you had to you only had to pay ninety eight cents. That's for a exactly ticket if yeah. You brought a disco album, so right?
1: so you got ninety eight. So it was literally just people wanting to go to the game, and they're like, bring a disco album. They're like, oh okay, and they just flinked through their yeah. disco records and like. So, it but was don't you like... think
2: that's crazy? That um, that's just what quote-unquote, killed disco. Yeah, that's wild. That's absolutely no, wild. No, but I mean, like, that's... It obviously didn't have yeah. that great of staying power, is what I'm saying. Because I'm not a huge disco person. Well,
0: it, it did, I think it
2: should. But if, that, if that's the death of disco, is just, like, people going to a game and, like, burning records. It's like... Eh.
1: Yeah, I think it was... <laughs> I think it, No, I think... I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, but I think it was more, like... They were like it was like oh good we can be done with this.
2: But that's what I mean. It's
0: like it like, was gonna I, I die it's anyway. It's kind of almost I like think. a like it had its time. Well, and then I mean, like I would argue it. I would argue it didn't die, but yeah, I, I would also say it had its time. But it does sound like there is like this massive well, that's... backlash.
1: Well, that's what they say. Like, Largely, so this this I'm is all in to...
0: uh, quotations, like
1: where it, it, like the title of the article I'm reading, which is I I, I did uh, like suss out a lot of sources and stuff. This is a little. This title is like kind of what I was looking for, so it seems a little biased, but it does say the the, the night disco died, the mm. racist and homophobic quote unquote end to disco, um, because it was really right. like about like because this was like a a big thing for like young black women were huge in disco like gloria Gaynor, and like that's a thing so it was another way to sort of like push people down a little bit by ending something like oh this is the end of it don't worry about it so like right and that's horrible
2: that's horrible when you think of it that Mm -hmm. way that's Mm -hmm. so
1: that's kind of the tone it's taken now is like look like there was this like predetermined like we're ending disco night at a baseball field And it didn't really end it like Carla said. The whitest
2: night of your life. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It was
0: literally the White Sox game.
2: Like, we're gonna end disco at a Major League Baseball game.
1: Yeah, so it was kind of like, it just it was not and it didn't really end. Like, that's the thing. Like, it it, it evolved. It became other things. It's like essentially white, like Carla said, like, why dance music exists now. It's, it didn't really end it's just like kind of white America decided it ended like in it
2: yeah and that is a shame that's horrible right
1: it's a straight it's a strange strange thing so the psychology around it anyway that was kind of the message or the kind of the the road I took through this to see what like why it died mm-hmm. what what like why people have this strong like weird hate for it because people do you go like ugh, disco like it is like a it's like almost like a popular hmm. thing to say or something when people are like... like
2: yeah, it's a popular like, thing to hate for sure. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Um, just for reference, just for fun, mm-hmm. um, yeah. do you guys want to hear some of the, I just like, on the Billboard charts top 35 disco tracks ever? A sense of what this is. The uh, number 35 best disco song, Rick James, Super Freak, would have been considered disco.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Rose Royce, Car Wash. My oh guys. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to say uh, Prince, 1999. So Prince, uh, okay, been just,
2: uh, I like
0: Prince. Uh, uh, there you go. Uh, Blondie, Heart of
1: Glass would have been uh, still some Blondie stuff. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson, Billy Jean would have been uh, considered a disco track. Interesting.
0: I would say a lot of like uh, Michael Jackson would be yeah, right. Disco would have been
1: discoy. Uh, Diana Ross, yeah. Love Hangover. Um, Thelma Houston, Don't Ross. Leave Me This Way. I wouldn't know that. Ah, you know that? love that okay. song. Uh, Amy Stewart, Knock on Wood. I know that song. I'm going to knock, knock, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Pointer <laughs> Sister. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yes. Uh, disco. Uh, the Bee Gees, uh, Night Fever. We know that. Right. Uh, BG staying alive. Uh ooh, uh Lips Inc. Funky Town.
0: <laughs> Guys. Oh yeah. Ah, yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm not gonna it's lie funny. to you.
1: I'm on a disco roller coaster of emotion here because I'm like, I hey, know. uh Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel by Tavares. Ooh, uh Gloria yeah, yeah. Gaynor never can say goodbye. Still gonna uh Sledge Sisters, we are family. Holy smokes. Oh sister Sledge, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. right? Oh, Sister Sledge, yep. Sister Sledge, yep. Uh, the Old, The OJ's Love Train. Right, yep. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Andrea right, True yeah. Connection, More, 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 which I think I know. Oh, wow. Sheik uh, uh, La Freak. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. tune. Um, yeah. Silver Connection, uh, Get Up and Boogie. That's right. <laughs> Bony M, Daddy
0: Cool. Ah, Pony M. Van McC- that would be Rasputin too, right? Yep. That he they yeah. Rasputin. Yep, yep. Oh,
1: uh, Van it. Van McCoy, The Hustle. Holy Dinah. Uh, yeah. Supermax, Love Machine. Chic again, dance, yeah. dance, dance, dance. Uh, silver, con- <laughs> uh, silver, uh, convert, uh, convention, fly, Robin, fly. Oh, uh, number seven, Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, featuring the emotions, Boogie Wonderland. Uh... You guys, here we go. Donna Summer, finally. Number six, On the Radio. Uh, Number five, Donna Summer again, Bad Girls. (laughs) Uh, Number four, Donna Summer again, uh, Hot Stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, number three, Donna Summer again, Last Dance. (laughs) You guys, all Donna Summers, love love to love you. Love to love you. You guys, uh, oh. Donna so Summer. I feel the love. I think we're turning Lena here. What the hell? This
2: is. There's no way. Okay. Wow. No, okay. So listen She's to me. A just. But you I've know what's funny? Like seventy-five percent of those songs, they're just not <laughs> no, something no, no, I would I think just you're... listen to all the time, or even like download or pay for. You know what I mean? They're just not my. It's just not my genre. But I understand that there's a lot of like, But also, you know, famous tracks there.
0: But also, like a lot of that music. What like ninety percent of that was people of color. Like African American. Oh, Are you calling me racist? It was like, <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm Is that we always associate disco with Bee Gees Yes.
2: or ABBA, ABBA or white people with long hair with bell and bottoms like, who look fucking ridiculous? Yes,
0: exactly. And that none of that music is just dis- Like, well, it is disco, but it wasn't the majority of music. It's just interesting how no, you're right. That's it's, it's evolved cool. as like a weird. Also, wow. I I honestly like going through those
1: tracks like I was like I before we started this I was like, yeah, like I get it. I like like I was more on the Lena side of things where I was like, I wouldn't I don't know that I hmm. fire anything up and just be like grooving out to it. But then I was like, you guys, do I love disco? I think I love <laughs> disco. Like
0: I mean I don't know I could you do an might. entire night of dancing disco but I think like if, if any of those songs come on when you're at a club you're like woo! Like even if you're at like a, like a death metal club and they play. I'm like Carla you know, what in, club in are you night. at? It's great. <laughs> they used to do like uh, Weird music at the very end to get people to get to leave exactly. The they do it to but make. I was, like, I was like, I was like, that was my time. I was like, woo! You're like, I'm gonna um, stay for another six hours and get kicked out. I'm coming up. Also, <laughs> so much of this music just reminds me of the Birdcage. So, which is a. Oh my god! Movie, I haven't of seen that in movies.
2: twenty years.
0: <laughs> we watched it like, like a couple months ago. It's so good; still stands up. Okay, Ugh, so speaking you know,
1: of which, let's let's get yeah. into Lena's uh, suggestion here because yes. I, I hear
2: you got a doozy. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really. Okay, so I was gonna do. Okay, I've got to recommend this movie, um, "The Secret Disco Revolution," which I think will cover a lot of what uh, Carla and Brittany were saying.
0: Oh, okay. and it's on Netflix. And it's, sorry it was the secret uh, disco, disco revolution revolution okay cool and it's I'll from
2: 2012 it. and it's on netflix or i think you can actually um because i was watching it a bit at work today but i don't have netflix on my computer um forget that i said that work <laughs> <laughs> but i was watching it it's on youtube as well so i was watching it there um oh, yeah. and i think that would yeah i think that would um cover a lot of stuff of what you guys are saying so the one thing that I wanted to bring up which Brittany kind of already did with her million top million oh, disco sorry, songs. Oh sorry 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 sorry. You no 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 that. no it's good. No this good. Um is Donna Summer.
0: Yes. Oh I've heard she has a couple of disco songs. Oh, does she Apparently. I
2: had no idea.
0: <laughs> Maybe even in the top 5
2: i don't well carla no i think you're a bit out of control there mm.
0: right don't silly so silly me
2: right so the queen of disco herself mm-hmm. donna summer, <laughs> summer so donna. the song that i wanted <laughs> yeah summer donna if yeah. you're a fan of snl yeah <laughs> you will know that it's a little Reference. inside yeah a little inside. Yeah. so donna summer the the track I wanted to talk about was the Love to Love You Baby, which Brittany, what was it on the Oh, um I the, can't was remember. Was it number now. three or something? I, I think, think I it was it was up there. It was up there, yeah. Um And it was one of the first disco hits to be released in um like extended play. Um so that would be oh, like longer than a single. So like an EP. Okay. Okay. So yeah. extended play. So longer than a single. Oh, is that what EP means? Extended a play, yeah.
0: Ooh. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought it was like when bands didn't want to make a whole album.
2: <laughs> it kind of does, because it's just like a long single.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, or like two or three songs or something. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. And okay. then LP, well, is, I something? LP is a long play, right? So a full-length album.
0: Also, mm. Loser Pissed, which my
2: brother's like, oh, you were a bit LP'd last <laughs> night. He used to say to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Yeah. <laughs> but like donna summer released her first loser pissed album in 1975 no i'm kidding um okay so yeah so love to love you baby was yeah it was one of the first disco hits to be released on ep so the final recording lasted over 16 minutes
0: wow and
2: according to the bbc and anyone that can count it contained 23 (laughs) orgasms this is a very sexual tune interesting it's 16 minutes long she simulates like sex and orgasms and sexual noises like moaning and groaning and i mean that's amazing for the time i mean i mean it was only fuck when did this come out Mm, i don't know in the 70s sometime i mean that would have been pretty crazy that's Yeah, that
1: was, like, way before that's its time. It.
2: Like, And then just, like, pretty, yeah. like,
1: sultry stuff to be like. In, in 1975, that's when it came out. No,
0: yeah, 75. Well, she, she's um, been active since
2: 1975. Not sexually,
0: that's when that- but <laughs> as a singer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think, when Love to Love You Baby came out with 75. But, I mean, like, that would also match, like, what was going on in the clubs, right? Like, these were places for people. This was a place for people who were, like... Uh, multiracial couples. This was like a place for you know, yeah, people being less...
2: freaky and stuff. Like,
0: yeah, and so seventeen minutes is, but that's that's what I mean. Like, songs were like two minutes before this, and look yeah, at her. exactly. Yeah, so that bar. was,
2: um, yeah, one of the longest um recordings of the time. Which, yeah, you're right. Like, imagine like listening. Yeah, to two minute little
0: like boop 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 do 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 do. Yeah. And then like all a forever and then. It's a a really
2: 60-minute like... long song about fucking orgasms <laughs> yeah. and, like... And Donna Summer's... And you're staring into the and... disco
0: light being like,
2: ah. yeah, "Disco
1: Donna Summer's just <laughs> coming for 17 minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So, it was apparently um, the rock and roll rock and roll sorry hall of fame named the song one of the most uh, one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll in 1995 so wow i apologize ladies i've been slamming disco <laughs> telling you no, i it's hate good. it
0: it's good
2: but the is- rock and roll hall of fame hall of fame named the song as one of a really influential song which is really really cool wow. That is very cool. Huh. It is yeah, actually it was certified bad. gold in uh, the U.S. and Canada, probably in whatever in the seventies or eighties, and um, it's been sampled. Another thing, Carla, you mentioned that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of sampling of disco songs, um, right? So TLC sampled it, and I'm good at being bad. Oh. Ooh. Uh, No doubt has sampled it. Beyonce sampled it. Um, I know. Like, what's No Doubt doing sampling anything? I don't
0: know. I'm back in that. That one album was very, very good. No doubt,
2: no, for real. But I'm like, what? What what were they sampling? I don't even know the song.
0: Well, they were like, uh, they were, um, they were technically ska, which is kind of a derivative of like all this stuff too, right? So okay, okay, just with trumpets. Just with trumpets. Whoops!
2: Sorry, I dropped you guys.
0: <laughs> oh, I felt I that. I feel it. Um, <laughs>
2: me too. In my pussy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All this disco dirty talk. I uh, disco dirty. I honestly though, like I heard somebody played the extended version uh, for me the other day, uh, and I was like, turn it. On like minute seven, I was like, Okay. It's a lot. <laughs> Cause it yeah, is it is like lot. it was it's just her making noises. And I just remembered this while Lena was talking about this. I was like, Have I heard this recently? Uh and it was a right, friend of the podcast, Harry, uh uh, who's been on the pod before, was like, Hey, have you heard the entire song? And I was like, No, I don't <laughs> think I have. He's like, Do you have sixteen minutes here?
2: And I was like, <laughs> We were in the car, and I was oh, like... Oh, like, this came up for you, like, <laughs> recently with
1: Harry? Like, in the last, like, month, yeah. Oh, my God, That's that so is so funny. Because, like... And oh, my the God. The reason was because was the there was a group of protesters playing it outside the <laughs> record store in Inglewood They were protesting there, I don't know, about something. And then, so, yeah. um he's like, odd oh, choice for the truckers to be playing... <laughs> Love love seriously that is an odd that is an odd choice carla speaking of losers mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. speaking of lps <laughs> maybe you could maybe you could uh, uh give us a little uh drink uh history drink what what's the drink
0: it's slow screw speaking of sounds sensual
1: it does sound, it sounds don't a mm-hmm. summary
0: It does. It
2: does. Donna Um, Summers. I had... (laughs) Sorry, edit that. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. Like, I've never heard of this drink before, Um, and actually it's an entire genre of cocktail called the slow screw cocktails. So, essentially, it's a riff on a screwdriver. It's slow gin and regular gin instead of vodka. So it's one and a half shots of slow gin, one and a half shots of dry gin, Three and a half shots of orange juice. Stir all the ingredients with ice and strain into an ice-filled glass.
1: Uh, Dude, I'm already obsessed with this because I love slow gin. And I, we were introduced to slow gin I in another. Uh, this slow gin fizz, I think, was the first time
2: I tried slow gin. Yeah. Hold, please. Yeah. What the fuck is slow gin?
1: Oh, it's so
0: good. It's uh, What
1: is
2: it?
0: It's, it's a Okay, I actually wrote this down because I couldn't remember. Unless, Brittany, do you remember? Yeah,
1: slow gin is... Uh, oh. Well, it's just a different slow gin is like a bri- uh, it's like a British red liqueur made with gin slows. And that's a different kind of fruit. So slow's are the fruit of a prudus ciposa. Yeah. It's kind of a relative of the plum. So it's like a red, sort of sweet uh, tasting gin. And it's uh,
2: it's more a li- yeah.
1: it's more a liqueur than it is a gin because it's this sort of
0: uh, it's made And you can from just get this like
2: at a liquor store? Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like it's, pretty common. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. I've never heard I of it. I think
0: McGinnis does one. That's the one I'm drinking right now. Yeah. Oh. Um. Um. The slow. J- yeah, because the, the. Sorry. What? I was just gonna say regular gin is the juniper berry, and yeah, like you said, this is the slow, slow berry spelled s o s l o e.
2: Yeah. Slow. Okay, like yeah, slow. Yeah. I'm just yeah. kidding. Like
0: slow. Okay, <laughs> kind of. Okay, so this was kind of born out of the 70s and 80s theme of sexual innuendo cocktails. So, like, sex on a beach. Um, ah, the blowjob? <laughs> Probably. I think there's a shot called
2: uh, The Blowjob
0: or something. Yeah, there, yeah, there, there definitely
2: is. is yeah.
0: Have you not had a birthday recently that you needed to do a blowjob shot? <laughs> yeah, uh, not,
2: not for 20 years.
0: <laughs> uh Um, so there's different versions of a slow screw as there is many differences of different kind of screws anyways (laughs) you know like the tool so if you add sorry guys that's awful if you add southern comfort to it it makes it a slow comfortable screw oh oh
2: that's That's more my style (laughs) i like yeah know.
0: so I was like I have all this stuff and I was like damn it I'm gonna so tonight I I love this this is really good it's an interesting color too because it's like orange with the red um from the slow gin and then the, the just normal gin so it's a cool kind of color it's not super orangey it's like more of this yeah I don't know what color that would be I don't know what it's called what do you call orange and red when they go together <laughs> um Anyways, if you add Brittany's favorite <laughs> know this, but... Galliano, ah uh, yes, uh,
2: Galliano,
0: then it's a slow screw up against the wall.
1: I love it. Damn, oh, with Galliano. In it. <laughs> um,
0: this all comes from a cocktail bible of the '70s called Jones's Complete Bar Guide. So, yeah, big drink. Never really heard of it. Very '70s ish, sexy, uh, nice. I like Dude, it.
1: I'm obsessed now. Like, nice. so we like we were stalking Slodgin for a while because it was, but it was becoming problematic because I was like, another. But now I know all these other variations. I'm going to be just every day, just yeah. listening to like, I love to love you, baby. I just <laughs> smashing Slodgin.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just listen to the yes. full like orgasm EP
1: version. Sure. I'm just like, ooh. I get up. I'm and like. Just, ooh. That was a slimy ride. Drink the
0: gin. Yeah, I'm interested to try it with the Southern Comfort. Because I don't know what Southern... What is Southern oh, Comfort sweet. anyways? I don't think we've ever covered Southern Comfort. It's sweet. Yeah. Um, and the Galliano also, again, sweet. So, sweet, sweet, sweet.
2: so uh, it's all of that? Okay, sorry. Please explain
0: to... I don't know. I was just going ex- to... No, that's okay. I was thinking... I'm Do trying to think now. Like, oh, is that the Slogin? And yeah, it must be Slogin. Yeah, so the Slow comfortable screw is southern comfort oh this one says bourbon orange juice and slow gin so I'm still keeping the slow gin but not the gin you place it with bourbon a slow comfortable screw against the wall vodka southern comfort orange juice slow gin and galliano uh <laughs> slow comfortable screw against a ho- a cold hard wall uh vodka slow gin southern comfort orange juice galliano and overproof rum and uh, let's see. Oh, slow, comfortable screw against a cold, hard wall with a kiss. Ooh, you add like amaretto.
1: Oh, yeah. That is <laughs> getting prisony. Uh,
0: slow, comfortable screw against the wall with a bang uh, is. Oh, that's. I thought we already did this. Vodka. Oh, vodka, overproof rum, slow gin southern comfort orange juice galliano there's a lot of Uh, liquor in these
2: drinks carla
0: there's so many here slow comfortable screw between the sheets slow comfortable fuzzy screw (laughs) against the wall
2: what's between the sheets what
0: is that uh that's vodka light white rum cognac (laughs) Southern. Basically, now you're just making no uh, to yeah, you're just, tub you're alcohol. You're just throwing
2: like a ton of liquor in a <laughs> thing this, and calling it a this, slow fuck or whatever. Yeah,
0: this is just the one with the uh, fuzzy. The fuzzy screw is where you add the peach schnapps. Oh, so even loves
2: a fuzzy peach. I do. I, that's her favorite. The thing. actual like, candy. So fuzzy. You're talking about a sex <laughs> thing. I also enjoy that. But <laughs> no, Brittany was talking about the candy. Yeah.
1: Right. I was talking about the kids. Right. In the midst of no, all this milk, <laughs> I brought it back down to the <laughs> Yeah. Brought us back down through back to, to the, the clean I cleaned it up a little for you fucking mouthpieces. I <laughs> Uh huh, sorry. Did you, you
0: really? Back. Okay. <laughs> you guys. So yeah, definitely recommend. Very easy to make. Um and you get to say slow screw. Slow screw.
2: That's the best part. Yeah, saying like, it sensually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Oh, this is a fun one. I learned a lot.
1: Yeah, me a too. Learn cast. Would,
2: I feel would, like I, <laughs> I dislike disco less. That's like, no No, no, less. Yeah, I like it
0: more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we've all won here. We've but only taken... a little bit more. So. Not.
0: A ton of oh, okay, that's fair. That's a all fair, right. that's
1: a win in my that's, in my books. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Well, you guys, we hope you like a uh, disco a little bit
2: more and understand its roots, <laughs> maybe a little bit more. And a slow, fuck, Galeano or whatever the fuck,
1: yeah, they're talking <laughs> about. We all, we hope you like yeah, a yeah. slow screw uh, underneath a uh, glass cabinet, <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland steamer, whatever the hell Carlos talking about.
2: Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> With a fucking line of Coke yeah, on top of that. Yeah.
1: Double deuce yeah. whatever we're talking about. And when make. you're
2: doing this, everyone, please <laughs> well, listen to Love to Love You Baby.
0: Love yeah. And stare baby. at a disco ball and It'll let us know what your revelations of life are. So
2: much more enjoyable.
1: Oh God. I uh I'm gonna come myself <laughs> to death. Uh you guys <laughs> this has been an absolute delight. Uh thank you very much for listening to this absolute nonsense. Um yeah. Uh, and listening to us try to decipher Wikipedia and sound like we know what we're talking about. Uh, we, enjoy- we enjoyed learning. We hope you did too. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yes. Bye
2: bye.